Let's pray. Father, we thank and we say there is illumination. The highs of our understanding is enlightened. There is no confusion in this atmosphere. Every heart can be huge as we see ourselves in you and we say your name alone is glorified as we are edified in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 All right. All right. We're studying. We're continuing our series on prayer by precept and by example. So that is going to be a short one as... um. We prepare for the meetings coming up. Um, and I told there's something you must learn as a believer that you cannot outgrow prayer. I remember when I was younger, I used to think um, that <coughs> I used to think that the um, okay, I've prayed. So you know there's this there's this um, feeling you have in your mind and you just say, Oh, I've prayed and I don't maybe if you have prayed for maybe one long hour, maybe like three hours. One day, like, that will be giving you comfort all throughout, like, one month. You're like, ah, I did three hours that day now. <laughs> I'm wondering, why should I keep praying again? No, you know how grow prayer. Prayer is part and parcel of the Christian life. You can't thorn out well. You can't, you, you will thorn out badly as a Christian without prayer. Why is it that some people, some Christians are struggling with sins today? Why is it that some Christians are struggling with a whole lot today? Why is it that some Christians are not, they are finding it difficult to obey God today? Is because of a lack of a prayer life. Does that make sense? A lack of a prayer life. So a believer must have a prayer life. And I thought us the something my pastor used to tell us. He said, God trusts a man that prays more than a man who knows the word. But the man who knows the world will actually be a man that prays. God trusts a man that prays. Because a man that prays, it's a man who can pray or a man who prays shows that he is dependent on God. A man who prays shows that he is dependent on God because prayer is dependency on God. I don't know about me, but I don't trust any of you, but I trust God. That's the truth. I trust God. And if I trust God, then I'm going to pray. I trust God to meet my needs. I trust God to do things for me. I trust God to help me in ministry. I trust God to help me as in life and directions and in everything. So I'm going to pray. Because a man who can pray shows that he has total dependence on God. And we're looking at Luke 11 verse 1. Luke 11 verse 1. <clears throat> Luke 11 verse 1. He says, And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. So prayer ought to be taught by precept and by example. Look at Luke 18 verse 1. Luke 18 verse 1. And he spake a parable unto them, to this end, that men always ought to pray, and not to faint, not to thorn out badly. So men always ought to pray and not to faint. So Jesus taught prayer by precept and by example. Jesus taught prayer by precept and by example. I thought us by precept it means by teaching, by example. So he showed, he taught them by teaching, just like I'm teaching you now. And he taught them by examples and he taught his disciples. And who are disciples? Disciples is from the Greek word um, mathetes, M-A-T-H-E-T-E-S, M-A-T-H-E-T-E-S, mathetes. It refers to an apprentice, a pupil, 
one who is learning, a student. That's a disciple. A disciple is a student, one who is learning. One who is learning from somebody, a student of another. One who is learning is like is like the word an intern. You are taking an internship somewhere, and that's the word disciple. Somebody who is learning. So Jesus is trusted, and he was teaching and training his disciples to do things. So a disciple means a student, somebody who is learning. So that's why when you come to church, you are a student. You are learning the scriptures. You are learning from the scriptures. So that's why when you come to church, it is very bad when we come to church to bring our social status to church. Imagine I'm addressing some of you as nurse this, um, um, doctor this, um, bro, um, engineer this, um, 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 uh, how how to teach this? You know that's that's going to be dangerous. Then we're going to be seeing ourselves in social status. Then because of those social status, you are not able to learn. No, you're going to drop it. You're going to teach. You're going to for you to learn God's word. You have to learn God's word as a student. You have to learn God's word like a student, like somebody who is ready to feed on God's word, like somebody who is an infant. You don't know it. You drop it down and you learn. You know, an infant, you are looking, you know, it's just like an apprentice. You are just looking, you're just watching, you're seeing how things are done, you know. It's just like if you if you are to infant now in Hapu, I'm sure some of you are going to, you're just going to be watching like, wow, you're just looking at what's going on, what's going on, what's not going on, you know. If you are interning in an hospital, they're going to be showing you, okay, this is what is going on, this is what is going on, this is what is not going on. I might, I remember I, there was a job I took, I was working with the government, um, that was last year, and <clears throat> I was I was so dazed that so many things the government does in the sense of, oh wow, like so many codified files, so many classified informations, they took me almost about six to eight weeks just to train me to understand the job. I was like, and they didn't even rush it because they were like, you have to learn how everything, everything is done. So I was so surprised that so I was in my mind. I was just thinking. So government can keep details like this. So I searched my name on the database. I saw that my name was there. My address was there. <laughs> I saw that everything about my life was in the database. I said, Ah! And actually, so I called my father. I said, I said, I called my father that day. I said, See, you know, I'm reading your life information. I said, Where were you? I said, Where were you on June Sunday? I said, See, I'm reading it for you. He said, Ah! How do you do? I said, I am working with a database that shows me every. So I'm, well, it's not it's not permitted for me to do that call though. But I just secretly call my parents to let them know that if you try anything <laughs> in this country, <laughs> there's a secret database that they have. And I, I called my mother. I said, "Mehem, Mrs. Benson, what is going on here?" She said, "What about?" I said, "You know, on this other day you went to the hospital to do this." She said, "How do you know?" I said, ah, "I'm looking at your record here." <laughs> you know, something like so. I was learning so. Ever since then, when I got to the job, it made me more careful. Like, eh? So everybody, everything in this life, in this in this country that you are doing has track record. So I, I got more. I got so that is you learning. Now, because of what I have learned now, if I'm going somewhere, I know how to maneuver my way. I won't teach you that. I know how to maneuver my way in such a way that it will not affect the database. They know what to do because they too are the ones doing it. So because they are the ones in charge of the records. So they know how to maneuver their ways to make sure that their own records are not seen. So me too, because of 
practice and time, I know how to maneuver my way, I know how to check it, I know how to alter the files. This must not get out. It is recorded. <laughs> All right, let's continue. <laughs> let's continue. A disciple. <laughs> All right, so a disciple is somebody who learns. You learn and you are looking at, you are looking intently at what is going on. You are looking at what is going on. So, so that's when, when you come to church, the pastor is the authority in the local church, not the doctor, not the nurses, not the physiotherapists, not the engineers, not the lawyers, not everything is the pastor because the church is the place for learning practical farms. It's the place for learning the word of God and the word alone. So discipleship is a practical farm. You are learning from one another. You are learning practically. So there is a practical aspect to discipleship. There is a practical aspect to discipleship. Jesus told them, he says, take my yoke and burden for them. So And that, that, that yoke and burden is used for discipleship. So you have to be an apprentice. You have to be learned. You have to look at something closely. Something intently, something more carefully. You are keep, you are looking at it. You are asking questions. It's just like I I I I would narrow it down to being like a you know you know is, is it teaching assistant? Is that what they call it? Those people that when when that stays beside the professors in school. I used to have, I wanted to register for that thing when I was in school then, and the, because they make some few money, so I like the money they were making then. And you just be sitting down beside the class, and maybe they prepare. I think no one can understand this. Is it when is when? So if a teacher cannot come to class, is the teaching assistant that will take over, and she assistant is just helping you. And you know what that is doing? They are training you so that you will become a teacher someday. So that is you learning. So and that is how it is also with the Christian life. As you are seated like this now, you are learning prayer. Like what we are studying now, we are learning prayer so that you too can teach others also, but you too can also practice it. Does it make sense? So it is prayer by precepts and by example. So there is a practical aspect to it. So we said in the previous times, in the last two weeks, we said prayer is an instruction. Prayer is an instruction. So that means if you are not praying, you are living in sin. You are disobeying God. Because he told us to pray always, Ephesians 6, 18. Praying always without, without prayers and supplications in the Spirit. Watching the unto without perseverance of the saints. Praying always. Colossians 4, verse 2 says, continue in prayer. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 17, it says, pray without ceasing. So, if you are not praying, you are living in sin. You are, you are a disobedient Christian because prayer is an instruction. It is, so, a sinful Christian is a prayerless Christian. It's a prayerless Christian. I'll tell you the truth today. When you find a sinful Christian, you find a Christian not ready to engage in the work of God. You find a Christian having an apathy towards the work of ministry. You find a Christian not, not enthusiastic this Christian is just not is not just vibrant. He's a Christian, but he just he just knows that he's a Christian. He doesn't study his Bible, he doesn't do anything. You are finding a prayerless Christian. There is no zeal or no fuel to fuel his life. There is no fuel to 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 wheel up the, the fact that he's a Christian. So you when you see a sin a sinful Christian, just you are seeing a picture of a prayerless Christian. Like I told you, Jesus told them, he says, pray so that you, he says, men always ought to pray so that they don't faint. So they don't faint there means so that they don't turn out badly. 
So that means if we don't pray, we're going to fall out badly. If we don't pray, we're going to sin. So prayer is an instruction. It is an instruction to pray. So you must obey God's instruction by praying. And it's not just group prayer, prayer chain, prayer group, all of those things. Do you pray personally? Do you pray personally on your own? Do you pray? I mean, we have a culture in our local church where everybody has to pray. It is mandatory. You have to pray at least an hour every day. But do you spend time on your own just to pray? Just to fellowship with God? And we said number two, prayer is fellowship with God. You are relating with God. You are relating with God. Prayer is fellowship with God. Just like this morning as we were praying, Stasha Maka was leading us in prayer as we were praying, all of us was fellowshipping with God. So we started the service fellowshipping with God. So that is why if somebody says stand up, if somebody says sit down in a church meeting, that is like God speaking to us to obey something. Because we are fellowshipping. She's leading us to fellowship with God. So it's just like, so when somebody comes to us to the front and say, let everybody close their eyes and let's pray. That is like, oh, somebody leading us to fellowship with God. Disobedience to that instruction is, is, is synonymous to disobedience to God. Because at that point, that is the person in charge of the session. Does that make sense? So prayer is fellowship with God. Prayer is fellowship with God. Prayer is a ministry. So we said, number one, prayer is instruction. Prayer is fellowship with God. Two, prayer is a ministry. So a Christian life is called to serve. A Christian life is called to serve. A Christian is, is seen by what he gives. So just like we thought on giving, we thought on the culture of giving a couple of months ago, and we said giving, when you have giving, giving is to bless people, is to bless others. Your giving is to bless others. It's just the same way when we pray for people, our prayer is for people. When we pray like that, our prayer is for people. So we must see prayer as a ministry. So when we are praying for others, we are ministering. So we will see the teaching of prayer and the practice of prayer in the scriptures. And I told us, I said, Jesus prayed long. Jesus prayed long. Jesus prayed all night. All night in the Jewish calendar. I told you it is 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. So that's 12 hours. All, that's 12 hours. All night. That's all night. Jesus prayed long. And I told you, I said, it's just so when it says, when, when the Pharisees were saying vain repetitions and all of those things, he wasn't praying long so that it would be heard. You know, I saw somebody on Facebook saying that it is because you don't understand what, um, it's like it says, because you don't understand the efficacy of prayer. That is why some people will be praying long. I was just wondering, I was just in my mind, I was just like... You have not you don't you don't know the battles that you are facing. You don't you, you think this is Dubai that we are dealing with Abi. You know some people say, um, um it is in Africa they pray long in, in America, um they don't need to pray long. There's twenty four hours light, there is Wi Fi, there is everything, there's no need to pray long. And I'm just wondering, do you understand what do you understand <laughs> prayer at all? Prayer is not about physical things. Prayer is not about give me a car, give me a house. If that is the case, then we will not be... So, see, if you narrow prayer to that... Okay, if you say, get me a car, any one of you can get a car as far as you have a good credit. Just go to a dealer shop and just sign up to a good credit. As far as you have a constant job that pays you a phone, you will get a car that suits your budget. So, prayer is not a prayer... Getting a car is not a prayer point. 
I don't know if you get what I'm saying. As far as you have a good job, it's not a prayer point. So which other thing do you need? You want to get a house? Go get a house that fits your budget as far as you have a good job and you'll be paying instrumentally. It's that simple. So, you know, but th those are things that are luxury in Africa. People say, ah, I'm praying. God must give me this. God must this. So people now say, ah, when you come to, when you move down to America or when you live in America, you don't have need of those things. So you don't have to pray. And you're be wondering, brother, sister, do you know we are not talking about those things. So that's why that's why we are teaching things like this. Prayer is not all about, Lord, give me this. Lord, give me that. Because that is why some of you don't pray. Because you think prayer is all about, you know, me wondering, Lord, what do I have to ask for? Okay, Lord, I will pass my exam. Okay, when you now pass it, what next? Okay, Lord, I will do this. Okay, so what else am I going to pray for? So you now be wondering, so okay, that I get a good job. Now you've gotten the job. Okay, so what will you, if you fix your resume very well and you know how to package your resume very well you package it you lie you do everything you will get the job <laughs> you package it you lie you say 10 years experience this and that you just show you uh, they do interview you know how to defend it i remember there's a job i took one time ah sorry uh do, do we are recording <laughs> all right before <laughs> you say ah pastor <laughs> all right so love brain is not <laughs> <laughs> so you see, yeah, this thing is not by. So there are certain things. Uh, can you pray about those things actually? Now, don't go and hear the devil and say, Pastor, say we should not go. That's the devil you heard. So you can pray about those things, but that is not the bulk of prayer. That is not. So, look, okay, now let me ask you Jesus was praying all night. Was he praying for a wife? <laughs> Marita said to me, you know that's what people pray these days. Father God, give me Marita said to me, financial breakthrough. Uh, financial said to me, covenant day of blessing, academic success. Jesus was a carpenter, so could he have been praying for business, business entrepreneurship growth in his in his carpentership? You know. So what was he doing all night? That was fellowship with God. That was ministering. He was praying. So he wasn't praying for people to hear him. He wasn't praying. So those. So when you. So, so when people say you are praying long, that means you are doing vain repetition. No, that's wrong. So he wasn't praying for anybody to hear him. Also, that when I repeat the words more, God will hear me. No, we pray in the spirit. We pray in the spirit. When we are praying in the spirit, First Corinthians fourteen verse two says we are speaking in tongues. We are speaking in tongues. We are speaking in tongues, and we are speaking mysteries. So Jesus wasn't praying for marriage. He wasn't praying for a visa. Hallelujah. He wasn't praying to get his papers. You know. Hallelujah. I know that's some people's prayer. Lord, 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 said to me in this country. Lord, said to me, Lord, He will say to you. <laughs> Don't let me say certain things. But he must have fellowship with the Father. Erothau it means a prayer of fellowship. It was he was fellowshipping with the Father. So Jesus taught prayer. Luke 18, verse 1. Men always ought to pray and not to faint. Luke 11, verse 1. He says, He gathered the disciples to, and the disciples asked him to teach us how to pray. So prayer must be taught. Tell everybody say prayer must be taught. Prayer must be taught. We live in an age and time where people just say, okay, you know, I told you, I, I told you the story, and I said, some people just go to church these days, and the first day they just say, hallelujah, praise God, welcome to church. No prayer. No prayer. Welcome to church. We want to praise God. Good, 
we want, as some people say, that's church. <laughs> we want to praise. Is that bad? Yeah, sure. We are still going to do that when we have drum. We will do, we want to praise God. Maybe, maybe it's me that will be drumming. I'll just throw the stick up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some people say, that's church. But that's, that's not, you, we come to church, we do not pray. Prayer looks like vapor. You know, vapor, you just... You just, <laughs> you just, you just like this. Ah, no, that's not how to. You will turn out bad. You will turn out bad. That's why they will say, you know, some people we, we we accept all manner of people in the local church, and we just don't want to offend anybody in our local church. So um, you can come in as you like. Yes, definitely come in as you like in the church. But you know, so because people don't pray, so every message is just tilted to suit everybody's need. To suit everybody's situation, the, 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 the pastor will size the congregation and say, "Okay, this is it." And you just—that's how I was seeing somebody on 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 um, on Instagram earlier this week, and the person was explaining baptism, and the person was saying, "If he can use this ring, he says, now look at this ring. He says this ring signifies something, so that is how the baptism signifies." I say, "Ah, ah, brother." It does not reach this point. Ah, ah, go and pray. When you pray, you will stop doing all this uh, jago jantis. See, let me tell you, ministry is not a uh, suit. Ministry is not by you wear suit, you wear polished things. It doesn't. See, we are conversing with the works of darkness. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's the works of darkness. So prayer, prayer is a serious business. As a preacher of the gospel, you have to take prayer like you want to die. So, prayer must be thought. So, Jesus gave them instructions. Jesus gave them instructions. So, you see so many. I remember there was a time I went to one church and I took a disciple there. I was, just, I was trying to, in fact, I was trying to get the guy very serious. So, I thought that the church, they would pray and do all of those things. So, as we got to the church, prayer looked like vapor prayer. Did, ah. And the, now, the next thing is they just say chocolate. They just gather says, they now say we can do Bolivar, we can do it. It was a youth meeting. So they now say we can be playing PS, we can be doing this. I said, ah, I thought we came to church service. You know what the guy told me? He said, I am staying in this church. I said, stay where? <laughs> I said, it's a mistake that we came here. I said, stay where? <laughs> Look at Luke 26, verse 41. <laughs> Luke 26 verse 41. Look at what Jesus told them. Luke 26 verse 41. Luke 26 verse 41. He says, Watch and pray. Luke 26 verse 41. Uh, Matthew 26. Sorry, my head is moving fast. Sorry. Matthew 26 verse 41. Matthew 26 verse 41. Sorry about that. So why you should be praying for your pastor? Not gonna make mistake. <laughs> All right, Matthew twenty-six is otherwise says, "Watch and pray that <laughs> that you enter not into temptation. The spirit is weak. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak." <laughs> Jesus gave them instructions. Say, brethren, watch and pray, lest you enter temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So that's why Jesus now told them in Matthew 18, verse 1, it says, Men always ought to pray so they don't turn out badly, so they don't faint. So that word faint in Matthew 18, verse 1, there it means so that you don't turn out badly. So I don't know about you, but how many of you want to turn out badly in your Christian work with God? How many of you? Nobody, right? You have to pray. 
It's not just by you carrying the Bible, you saying you are a Christian, you do this. That's why you see some people, they've been Christians, they were born Christian, they were born everything, but they weren't thought how to pray. That's why you notice in the Muslim culture, sorry to even bring that into this, into this, in the Muslim culture, one of the first things they train them on as, the, as, as a young child, they will train them on how to pray to seal their religion in their head. <laughs> so how much more a Christian? Are you getting what I'm saying? So you, you so that you don't turn out badly. So that you don't turn out badly. Look at Matthew 9. Look at Jesus' Jesus' agony in Matthew 9. Jesus' agony in Matthew 9. So you don't want to turn out badly. You live a life of consistent prayer. A consistent prayer life. Matthew 9 verse 36. He says, And when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them, because they were fainted and scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. You know what it means? You know, it's just like saying you see multitude of Christians that are just living anyhow, they're just doing this. Ah! And Jesus said to his disciples, guys, he said, the harvest is truly plenteous, but the laborers are few. What did he not tell them to do? Invested. He says, pray ye therefore that the Lord of the harvest will send forth laborers into the harvest. How many of you know we need to pray this prayer in, in, in 2022? We need to. Ah, we need to. We need to. There are a lot of Christians today now. All they are watching at home is Netflix. I remember there were times we used to do our churches on Sunday and we'll be asking people and we'll say, ah, why, 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 what were you doing this morning? They'll say, I did laundry, you know, I just um, cooked, I cleaned my bathroom. Uh, I said, so that's why you did not go to church? They say, yeah, that's why I don't know what's, what's there about going to church. And then COVID now came, the dev how the devil now worked too. COVID now came and, you know, the devil wanted to isolate everybody from everybody. The COVID now came. People too now saw it as an excuse to not go to show that God is trying to say something. What is God trying to say with COVID? <laughs> I don't understand. So Jesus told them, He says, Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into the harvest. Hallelujah. So that's like a supplication. Jesus was telling them to supplicate, to pray like he was, to pray like they are mad. They should pray. You know, how many of you know that we need to pray this prayer today? That we need laborers in the harvest. That the Lord will send forth laborers. If you want to understand what laborers mean, I did a teaching two years ago on the laborer. Go listen to it. It will bless you. The laborer. What does the laborer? So that you can understand the statement there when it says the laborer. So go listen to that. The laborer. So pray, the la pray for the laborers into the harvest. And Mark 11 verse 24 told us, it says, Whatsoever ye desire, when ye pray, Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Mark 11 verse 24. Mark 11 verse 24. Mark 5, Matthew, um, Matthew 5 verse 44. If you see Matthew 5 verse 44, and I told them, it says, But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that cause you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them that despisefully use you and persecute you. Matthew 5 verse 44. So Jesus was teaching prayers. Even Jesus prayed for his enemy. Some people will say, pray for your enemy. Jesus told us to pray for our enemy, but he did not give us a prayer point. That's the height of dishonesty. They say, Jesus told us to pray for our enemies, but he did not give us a prayer point. So that means we can pray that they should die. Then I say, every enemy in my house, die. I will never forget. I keep saying this story. Many years ago, if it was in that service, we were somewhere in one church. 
and, and somebody came and shared a testimony and said, men and brethren, the prayer we prayed last week um, about uh, God should deal with our powers from our father's house or something, it has been answered. My mother-in-law is dead. And everybody shouted, praise the Lord. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I'm not joking in the church. Everybody shouted, praise the Lord. Everybody was happy. I will never forget that incident in my life. I will never. I can never. You know, but that is because, the, and the truth of the matter is, they just connived with the devil to do his work. <laughs> because only the devil kills. The Bible says, I have come, John 10 verse 10, I have come to give life and give him more abundantly. It's only the devil that kills and does evil. Jesus, God, the God of our Father, of our Lord Jesus Christ, does not do any evil. So if, he says, so if Jesus prayed for his enemies, doesn't mean he prayed to kill them. Even on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they are doing. So he would have killed them if he wanted to, if he, want, if he can kill. So Jesus, so if somebody wrong you, you can pray. If somebody offends you, you can be praying for the person. That will even help you. You will find out that it will be easier to forgive the person in prayers than just saying, I forgive you. <laughs> I forgive you. No. Pray for the person. Pray for the person. Pray for the person. It's just like people who are in love, who are in a relationship, and they don't pray for one another. I pity them. They are not. They, they, when they find out themselves, when they find, when they, when they see certain issues, they will not be able to handle it because they don't pray. So, if somebody is persecuting you and telling you, "Ah, leave this place. You are a court." Just know you have to be praying for them. <laughs> they are a court. Yeah, a courtist. <laughs> just do that. That's your prayer. Just be praying for them. Just be praying for them. Just be praying for them. I saw Noah's reports one time, and Noah was feeling like once Jesus superstar. He said, "I just look back. I just say, God bless you." I was like, "Ah, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, Noah is not Jesus. Noah is for me. Jesus, is it because of your hair is deceiving you?" <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. So, they were praying. So, you have to pray. So, I tell people, I said, don't listen to people who don't pray. See, eh? See. Hmm. Two people can preach two messages. eh? (laughs) But what creates the difference? They can preach the same exact message. You follow the same script. What What makes the difference is prayer. It's prayer. Prayer. I tell people, don't listen to people who don't pray. Don't follow a preacher that doesn't pray. He's taking your life. He's taking you where you know that he's carrying you where you don't want to go. <laughs> if you follow a preacher that doesn't pray, he's, he's driving your life into a journey and a destination you don't even know. I'm telling you the truth. But if you follow a preacher who prays, you are going to see that your life is going to be aligned in God's plan for your life. And that's the truth. So every preacher of the gospel must be a prayer person. Don't follow people who don't pray. Don't listen to people who don't. There are certain things I look as a check. Before I listen to you, I first try to do research about you. Did this person pray? That's my first research. I first try to know your background secrets. I'll go and look for your message on prayer to know, okay, does this person pray? Does this person pray? If I find out, uh, you know, in my head, I zone off. I just zone off. I just know. This, because this, this, this is a serious business. Prayer is a serious business. So how did Jesus pray? Let's look at some, some examples of how Jesus prayed. Look at Matthew 26 verse 39. Matthew 26 verse 39. 
How did Jesus pray? Hallelujah. Are we still in service? All right. Matthew 26, verse 39. You see, it's, and he went a little further and did what? Fell on his face and prayed. Well, how many of you know what falling on the face means? Who can do it? No, I know. I know it's worship, but who can fall on their face? Do you know falling on face? I mean, if you can fall on the face, on your face. No, you have done this before. Why are you looking at me? Fall on your face. Come here and fall on your face and show us. Fall on your, your face. You know, you come and do it. Have you, not, have you not done it before? Come and demonstrate it for us. Come forward. Show us how to fall on the face. We, we, are, we, it is, we are teaching prayer by precept and by example. So, all right. Like they are going to do for us. The reason why I picked them is because they have experience. They are they were once <laughs> they, <laughs> they were once aboki. So, so that's all right. Let's let's do it. Oh, you want to ready go? Fall on your face. All right, that's falling on your face. All right, it's okay. It's okay. You are staying too long there now. <laughs> you are staying too long. You are staying too long. Falling on your face. <laughs> so that is. So when we say Jesus fell on his face to pray, that is falling on your face. Sorry about that in your prayer life. Some of you, you don't even know how to fall on your face. You always just be running about, I will say, driving and be praying, just be driving and be driving. You always just be driving and be driving. You're just going to, you're just going to walk and be, you're just, emergency prayer, as you're taking your, since to tell you that Jesus had a worshipful attitude in prayer, he fell on his face and prayed. So you can pray and your face is on the ground. So we are looking at prayer by precept and by example. So you can pray and fall on your face and pray. So you can pray and your face is to the ground. Because there is something about learning prayer by example. And the truth of the matter is, you have not prayed till you have prayed. That's the truth. You will know when you have prayed. All those emergencies, shababababa. <laughs> It's good though. Don't say, don't, don't go and say you will not do it. Do it, but there is a worshipful, devotional attitude to prayer. You must be eager to talk to God, just like you are eager to talk to your boyfriend, your significant other, your husband, your wife, and all of those things. You must be eager to talk to God. You must. It's because prayer is fellowship. Prayer is fellowship, and so if you don't have and many a times, a lot of people, they wait for problems to pray. I see a lot of people, there's, there's this friend, there's this friend, Favor knows this person, and there's this friend, anytime this person is a problem, that's when the person will reach out. And in my mind, the first thing that, I'm waiting for the next time the person will reach out, I'll just say, ah, this problem is 40 days. I'm with, I'm personally waiting. 40 days. The person has reached out, just tell the person 40 days. 40 days are, 40 days are 40 nights. Just say 40 days and 49. Just say, ah, this case, it requires, just punish the person. Just deliberately punish. 40 days, 49. Ah, you just look at it. Ah! Just say, ah! Something I do to punish people, fast, fast, just fast. <laughs> you are eating too much, that's why, just fast. <laughs> 40 days and 49. So you can pray, you just pray. So, a lot of people, they, they wait for problems. The way for problem, maybe somebody break their heart. That's why they will just start praying. Ah, oh, Jesus, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. Sometimes I like it too. At least you shall pray. <laughs> Sometimes.
sometimes I like it. Sometimes it is until people tell you, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not listening to you again. That's why some people will pray. That's why some people will just say, Ah, Lord, the VG they did not do. Emergency VG. He said, As to me, imagine you have been doing emergency VGs. You have been doing VGs every time. That would have been better now. But sometimes problems come to us so that it will, it will strengthen your prayer life. <laughs> because you will know that you have no option but God. And you know, there are some problems that it takes you God's intervention. I wonder if we have faced problems like that. Ha, ah, my Lord and oh my God. I faced problems like that where only God could only walk through. Only, <laughs> you just say, ah, only God. It's only you will try every means you go left, no way, you go right, no way, you go center, no way, you go ah. So you are just tight in the fix, like it is either I die or I die in this case. Lord. <laughs> so you get what I'm saying. So there are times like that that you just have to pray. But we don't always have to ha- wait for problems to pray. We don't. We are Christians. Are you getting what I'm saying? We are believers. We don't always have to wait for problems to pray. And I tell people, I say, sometimes, some of you, it is when you, it's when you have that problem, you now be crying. Oh, Lord. You did not cry, oh. You did not cry when you are praying your one-hour prayer. You did not cry. It's when you now have problem. <laughs> I tell people, if you cannot cry in prayer, you have not started praying. And that's the truth, though. If you cannot cry. See, prayer is more than, prayer is more than, prayer is fellowship. It's devotion. You are you are relating with deity. It's devotion. Look at Mark Mark fourteen. Look at Mark fourteen. Mark fourteen verse thirty three. Mark fourteen verse thirty three. Prayer. Mark fourteen verse thirty three. He says, and he faked within Peter, James, and John, and began to be so afraid and heavy. And said unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful unto them. Thirty ye ye and watch. Ah, he says, and he went a little and fell on the ground and prayed, as if it were possible that the hour might pass away. He was, ah, he was. There was an emotion to how Jesus prayed. He was sorrowful. He was heavy. If you have never felt like that in your prayer life, something is wrong with you. You've never felt a burden. You've never felt heavy. You've never felt sorrowful. Sorrowful to the point where you are, you, you are in tears. You are just heavy. Ah, you just know, ah, ah, God. You're just, ah, you've not started. Ah, you've not started. And see, let me tell you. There's a week, let me, let me tell you, I know this from experience. I've been pastoring for a while. I can tell you from experience. Many a times, Christians, eh, if, if you have never experienced it, eh, they will now be, they, it's as though, it's as though, God is not wanting you to die oh, in that thing. Oh, but it's as though God will orchestrate a situation for you <laughs> where you will need that thing. Do you, imagine you have a problem and you just need to pray. You just need to pray. I've been in that situation several times and I pray it doesn't happen to me because <laughs> ah, ah, you just have to pray. You just you just, you will feel like ah, there's no way again. But you remember God. But you said all things are possible. You said if we call upon you, you will answer. Ah ah God. <laughs> then you not start crying. 
He's not praying again. See, Jesus was sorrowful. He was sorrowful. Exceeding unto death. Starry years. He said he fell on the ground and prayed. And it wasn't because there was a problem. A lot of us like to wait for problems. It wasn't because there's a problem. You See, you can feel God's burden in the place of prayer. You can feel God's emotions in the place of prayer. You can feel God's, God's desires in the place of prayer. Look at Luke 24. Luke 22, sorry. Luke 22, verse 41. Luke 22, verse 41. Luke 22, verse 41. He says, And he was redrawn from them about a stone cast and kneel down to pray. So can we say Jesus knelt down to pray? Can we kneel down? Let's kneel down. Let's kneel down. Uh, exactly. That is how Jesus prayed. So imagine you, you are in this position now and praying. Not that you are not in this position to sleep, you know. <laughs> you know, a lot of people after they stand for a while, they say, Let me just quickly need that. Let me go. I know people used to do that very well, but let me save your name for another time. <laughs> and they'll now sleep off. Let's sit down. Let's sit down. Praise God. No, it's not a punishment now. <laughs> it's not punishment. I'm just teaching you how Jesus prayed by precept and by example. We've seen he fell on his face, right? And we've seen knelt down, so he knelt down to pray. So imagine you kneeling down to pray. So there is nothing wrong with you kneeling down to pray. Because many a times your posture in prayer shows the way your heart is in prayer. It's a worshipful attitude. Your posture sometimes shows the way your heart is in prayer. It shows the way your heart is in prayer. So Jesus knelt down to pray. Now look at in that three. Look at Acts 3 verse 1. So there's a worshipful attitude to prayer. Sometimes you just be praying, you just be praying. You're, and I mean on your own personality, there will just be that devotion in your heart. You just, you just, it's not as if you are tired though. Now don't mistake this to your leg is spinning, you now say you want to kneel down. No, this is not mission is possible. Mission is possible, you cannot kneel down. <laughs> you say, I pray, Pastor, you say, no. I'm saying, you on your own personality. Because God's spirit in mission is possible is that you are standing. That's that's God's that's the way God wants us to pray. You know, but <laughs> but yeah, you just be praying on you, you just be praying on your at home, you just be praying, just be praying. It's not as if your leg is praying, you just there'll just be that sense of you to just kneel down and continue. You just be that sense, you just you just be on your knees, you just be praying. Now look at Act 3. Act 3 verse 1. He says, and Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer being the night hour. That's about 30 p.m. in the day, to being the night hour. So they said an hour of prayer. There was something around the early church that is they had a certain time to pray. How many of you have, how many of you have, you just have a fixed time of your life where you say, okay, I will pray from this time to this time every day. How many of you have it? How many of you have that? You just have that fixed time. Yeah, but yeah, that's good. So, but you should, you can develop that attitude too. You just have that fixed time. You just say, uh, so th that means there is a way to pray. You can just say, okay, this is my prayer time. 
I'm not using Instagram this time. I'm not doing TikTok this time. I'm not doing anything. I just want a fellowship with God. You know, you can build that. You can. Because, you know, there's a difference between some people can do that early in the morning. Some people can do that in the night. So whatever works for you. I mean, it's, it's, it's your own choice. They were doing theirs in the afternoon. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to do yours in the afternoon. That was their own hour of prayer. Now, but... Wake now. Let me say and say another. Waking up to pray. You know, you can wake up. You can say okay, you can say the time and say okay, four a.m. I'm going to pray. Waking up to pray is different from you just woke up your normal time at six. You are not preparing to work and say ah, sha ba 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 pray. That's a two different thing. Waking up to pray and you woke up and you now started praying is different. <laughs> so and see if a storm and when I mean storm, if challenges situations of life makes you to always pray you are in trouble something is wrong with you somewhere it's just like jesus jesus will pray and sleep it is when jesus is sleeping disciples are praying it's when disciples are praying it's when jesus is praying disciples are sleeping you know there's something also when when there's no issue they will not be running a task you know jesus was sleeping in the storm he has he just finished praying then a storm happened he was sleeping in the storm but when he was praying the disciples were doing different things. So when the storm happened, they started running a task. Master, master, care us know that we perish. But you know that that's the attitude a lot of Christians have today. Thanks, you ought to have prayed. You're using it to watch TikTok, using it to watch Facebook. So when storm of like, Master, Jesus, don't you think that I uh, help uh, your daughter? I'm your daughter. <laughs> you know, it's just like um, Jesus. He told them in Matthew 26. He said, ah, ah, guys, can't you watch with me for at least one hour? One hour. Is this pray for the flesh is weak. For the spirit is willing and the flesh is weak. Guys, do you know they turned out badly? All of them ran away. All of them. <laughs> All of them. People that ought to be following Jesus say, we will die with you. You know, Peter, you know how many times he boasted and said, Master, me. Me. Ah. Are we die? Are we eh? Me. <laughs> he was the first to run. <laughs> but you know, if he had prayed, if he had prayed when Jesus told them to pray, and the Bible says they slept and their eyes was even heavy. <laughs> he got to a point, Jesus said, sleep on. Because there's an hour of prayer. God tell you to sleep. Ah. I said, it's a problem. <laughs> ah. He came to them three times, told them pray. And they said, no, I'm not going to pray. Sometimes, sometimes you'll be sleeping in the night. Something will wake you up. You will know you have to pray. Say, I beg. You say, uh, you check your time. Say, ah, 2 a.m. 2 a.m. You check it time. Uh, 2 a.m. What why am I? Why am I just up? I know sometimes, sometimes you even feel a touch. How many of you have felt a touch in the midnight before? You just something just tap you. How many of you? That's an angel. That's the spirit of God tapping. That's an angel. Wake up when you pray. Pray. See, let me tell you something. If you trace, well, I've, I've learned that thing because I learned this thing when I was much younger. If you trace events in your life and people's life that happens to you, it's as a result of your lack of prayer or something you didn't pray about. I'll share you a personal story. 2020, this happened to me recently. 2020, I was, I was led to pray and fast. And I, me and my friend were praying, we're fasting. We'll just let to pray and fast one week, like Monday to Friday. And we we started praying Monday. We prayed Monday, Tuesday, we prayed Tuesday. On Wednesday, I just told her, I said, 
are we really sure we heard God well? I said, we don't have to continue this fasting and prayer now. We can just stop it this Wednesday and go and eat. And me, it's because they already told me that there's a restaurant that we have to go and try <laughs> on Thursday. So I used my laziness and everything to pray. And guess what? On Thursday night, I lost a friend. Very dear. What if I had prayed that Thursday? What if I had prayed that Thursday? I told myself, this is the last time this will ever happen to me in life. Ah! I regretted it. I felt like I was the one that killed her. This is somebody I know. Some of you know her too. She used to come to our fellowship then. I knew her closely. And she was gone. Thursday night. Now, this is, this is somebody that... On a norm, if she has any issue, she will text me. But for some reason, she was struggling and she didn't text me. And probably, and that's what prayer does. You never can tell. Maybe it was, it is that, maybe she would just have been led to just text me and I would have just prayed for her. Because I, I know if I have prayed for her, ah, what is sickness? I've, I've prayed for cases, cases even more than that before. So what is that one that I would not have prayed for? I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So I would have prayed for her and she would have been more okay. And she just died. So the prayer I did not pray. On Thursday, and I went to start crying and praying on Friday. <laughs> I couldn't go to work on Friday. I had to go and cry. Oh, Lord, 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 can you raise her back? Can you do this? God told me, fast and pray throughout the week. He told me and my friend, we should fast and pray. Then, now I'm not doing, Master cares not that we perish. <laughs> I about we just pray. That thing, this was 2020. Some of you knew when it happened. 2020. Since then, I told myself, ah, I would take my prayer life a, a bit more seriously. Ah, I don't joke with any nudging to pray again. Even if I, even if I sense it and I did not sense it wrongly, I would just start praying. If I did not even sense it wrongly, I would just use fasting to shock it too. Ah, that experience, it's, it has not left me. I believe it's a scar that is left in my heart forever. This me losing a dear friend. Interestingly, she's she was yeah, she used to be in our ministry. Some of you know her. She used to be in our ministry then. Come for our meetings, do all of those things. Very close, this and that. I didn't have a clue that anything was even going on with her. I still saw it's like saying we still saw like last week. We're still playing. We still played who know we still played games. I don't know if you guys get it. We still played games. So you can never have imagined something will go wrong within a week or two. So what if I had just prayed? That has left a scar in my heart forever. That thing, eh, since then, eh, ah, I know, I know to do, I know to pray. It was a bigger experience because it cannot be closer home. What if it's a family member? I don't know if you get what I'm saying. What if it is something else? What if it is something else? And it, now, is this not to entice fear into you? No, no, no. Don't get fearful or something. No, no, no. But God always steer our hearts to pray. Sometimes that's your waking up in the midnight. You say you want to pee. Sometimes you just get to the rest and you find out that no, no pee is coming. Actually, it's because God is trying to call your attention to pray. 
And I know it happens to a lot of us, but a lot of us we excuse it. And then we now have some unbelieving friends too, who might who might also be up at that moment and be playing. So the times you ought to pray too, you just you just see sometimes you don't be distracted away. That's the devil distracting you from something. You'll be distracted away and you just say, or you just and especially uh, these days of TikTok as well, you just see notification on your phone. That's the time one person is not testing you. One devilish person that tells you, ah, bro, how far? What's going on? This are, ah, you woke up to pray. Those nudgings of prayer in your heart, you are a Christian, you will feel it. You are a born again. You don't joke with it. Are you getting what I'm saying? You don't. You don't. You don't. Because if you only pray when there is a storm, then something is wrong somewhere. Something is wrong somewhere. So there is something about the way Jesus treated prayer. There is something about the way Jesus treated prayer. There is something about the way the, the disciples treated prayer. They took prayer more seriously. Look at even, look at Acts 10 verse 9. They took prayer in, in, the, in, in more of a sacred manner. Look at Acts 10 verse 9. On the morrow, as they went to their journey, and drew near unto the city, Peter went up upon the housetop and prayed about the sixth hour. So you see, it's as though they, they had a devotion. It's not as if they are rolling on their bed and just say, Shalabagada, Labaga, Lobogo, and all of those things. No, they, 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 they was, there was a seriousness they did to prayer. There was a seriousness of which they took prayer. So there is something about it. They didn't take prayer like just a casual thing. Ephesians 6 verse 18, praying always with all prayers and supplications with the Spirit. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 17, pray without ceasing. Colossians 4 verse 12, continue in prayer. Colossians 4 verse 2, sorry, continue in prayer. Romans 12 verse 12, be instant in prayer. So there is a lot of instructions for us to pray often. Romans 12 verse 12, be instant in prayer. Look at Paul's example. Look at Paul also in prayer. Look at Paul, Acts 16, 23 to 25. Acts 16, 23 to 25. Acts 16, verse 23 to 25. It says, And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the manner of prison, and made their feet fast into the socks, into the stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoner heard them. Look at it, verse 26. It says, And suddenly, there was an earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken immediately, and all the doors were opened, and everyone's hands were bound and loose. Prayer. Look up. See, it says their feet was fastened to the stalks. Now, let me explain that what it means. It was like they were held bound like this. Like they could not move, they could not move, and they were put in a prison. It's like saying toilet. Now, today's toilet, I want to do toilet now, it's very big. That was no, it's like a, how do I explain this now? It's like, it's, it's like saying your wardrobe, just small like that. They could not move, they could not move, just that small. But you know, if it was you, you would just say, ah, opportunity to just be sleeping. The cuckoo puts me here, it's time to rest. Lord Jesus, thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe, this persecution has already faced. Let me just, let me just quickly call it a quit. No. They did not smart, they did not say, oh, they are facing a challenge. Now, what challenge do you want to be facing that is more than a life and death situation like that? You, you are not, none of you is facing life and death situation. I don't believe any of you is facing life and death situation right now. But these guys, 
they needed a miracle or a miracle. If not, they will kill them. And despite even at that, you know, that's the time everybody will have been panicking. That's the time you'll be panicking, you'll be scared, you'll be doing this, you'll be, you'll be talking to people, oh, I, I think my uncle works in this, uh, in the government official, let me quickly call my uncle, maybe he can do this. I think I know this person, I think I know this person. That's why you'll be doing those things. All about that is just at midnight. They knew, how they knew to pray. They just say at midnight, they prayed, they sang praises. They were loud. Some of you that do is to pray loud. It's your, it's, it's your choice. They loud. It's just pray. It's just pray. The prison door. You know, that's the kind of prayer they pray cannot be. Shamana Manakrisa. That type of prayer, you know, you yourself, you know, that prayer cannot open. It cannot even blow a breeze. That, if that's the way they were praying, uh, the pre no door will open, no. <laughs> the Bible says they had the surprise and all the prisoners heard them. So they were shouting, Ah, oh, yeah, Lord, is you we have come for? <laughs> oh, go, go. <laughs> they were just shouting, Ah, oh, Jesus, glory. The prisoner, the prison door was rent open. They prayed out because prayer has energy. There is an energy to prayer. There is an energy to prayer. Energy, there is a strength to prayer. There is a, the, it will it, it encompass your entire being. There is an energy to prayer. Look at Act 9. Act 9. Look at Paul again in Act 9. A man who just believed the gospel in Act 9. What was the very first thing he did? The very first thing he did in Act 9. Look at in Act 9 verse 9. <clears throat> he says, and he was there three days, and he didn't drink, or he didn't he did it uh, at 9 verse 9. Says, and he, he was there. Neither did he eat or drink. So he was praying. He was praying. He was praying. He was praying. The, first, the, the very first time he believed the gospel, he was praying. He was praying. Three days and three nights. Because there is a fasting also you can add to prayer. You can fast and pray. At 13. Look at Act 13. At 13, you can fast and pray. So fasting and prayer was consistent. Look at Act 13. It says, And when there, when there, and now there in, in the church that was in Antioch, Sadi prophet and teachers as Barnabas and Simon, that old Niger and Lysias of Syrian, Manim and they that have brought up Herod of Tetrach and Saul, as they ministered to the Lord and did what? And fasted. The Holy Ghost said, so when we fast and pray, many a times we hear God speaks to us, sight and sounds of the Spirit. So it says the Holy Ghost says, "Supreme Barnabas and Saul, for the work we unto have called them, and they fasted and prayed, and they laid their hands on them and sent them away. They fasted and prayed. So fasting is an attitude in prayer. So it's, fasting is for you. It's not just. It's not a. It's not a. It is to aid your. It's to aid you to pray better. Fasting is for you. It's a devotional attitude to you. You are just separating yourself away from food and water. I, I, a lot of people say, "Can I take water when I fast?" Fasting is food. No food, no water. That's fasting. That's fasting. Fasting is for you. I know that you say if I draw first John verse 5 to first John 5 14, you say, and this is the confidence we have in him that if he hear, if ask anything in his name, he hear it us. We know that. But you know there is still fasting to prayer. Look at Acts. 
9, 11 to 17. Act 9 again, 11 to 17. It says, if you read, because of my time, if you read that in that place, you will see that it was ministered unto because he was fasting. It says, for behold, in verse 11, it says, Saul of Tatos, for behold, he prayed. It means he must be praying because for the Holy Ghost to record it in the scripture that he prayed, it means he really prayed. You don't understand? Holy Ghost said he prayed. <laughs> ah, he prayed. <laughs> Are you getting what I say? So it is fasting to pray. Look at that 14 verse 23. Heart 14 verse 23. So when you are praying, you can fast also. Heart 14 verse 23. Heart 14 verse 23. And when they have ordained elders in every church and prayed with what? With fasting. They, com they commended them to the Lord on whom they believed. They prayed with fasting. So you can pray and fast also. So you can just say, okay, I know I've been busy so much, but okay, on Fridays, on Saturdays, I'll just be fasting, I'll just be praying, I'll just wait on God, you know. You just have that devotional life to prayer. Just have the, you can set the time. I remember when I was younger, I had a day in the week. I just say, okay, this is my fasting day. This is my prayer day. As I grew up, I changed it. So I said, this is my fasting day. This is my prayer day. There are seasons. There are seasons in a year. I just take out times. I just say, okay, this season is my season of prayer and fast. I just, I just, I just separate myself from food. In this, in, there, there are seasons like that in a year. I just say, this season, certain months, a couple of hours, I just say, this seasons, I'm just waiting on God. There are times you just, you just pray, you just fast. Look at our 20 verse 26. Our 20, 26. Our 20, 26. No, 36, sorry, not 26. And when he had thought spoken, he kneeled down and prayed with them all. So Paul knelt down. So can we say you can also kneel down in prayer? Because there is an attitude in prayer. Look at in um, Ephesians 3 verse 14. Ephesians 3 verse 14. Ephesians 3 14. I like to give you a lot of scriptures so that you don't just think... We manufacture anything from anywhere. Ephesians 3 verse 14 says, For this cause I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now Paul was praying, he says, I bow my knees. He knelt down. So Jesus knelt down, Paul knelt down to pray. You can kneel down to pray also. Because it's an attitude to prayer. It's an attitude to prayer. It's an attitude to prayer. So we can pray. So just as I round up now, in Romans 8 verse 26, it says, um, the Spirit, the make intercessions for us with groanings that cannot be authored. Romans 8 verse 26, meaning that the Spirit take hold of, take hold with us about, that is, there's a way we don't know how to go about certain things, but in the place of prayer, because when we are praying, there can be limitations, you know, you just know that you have to pray about certain things. It's just like I told you, I told you my story, I said, I just knew that week in my spirit that the Lord will have us to fast and pray. But you know, we did not know how to go about it. And imagine we are pressed further. Are you getting what I'm saying? Imagine we are just pressed further in prayers that week. 
we've just we just press further because in the place of prayer whatever limitations we have the spirit of god take hold with us against the challenge it takes with us against the challenge so those groanies so when you are praying and you're seeing yourself shout you see yourself express certain things you see yourself just sign you just you're just making expressions there are expressions of your spirit that come out from your mouth that cannot be authored because i mean when we pray we pray we are praying we are praying in tongues and in tongues is an unintelligent speech tongues and it's an unintelligent speech it doesn't make sense to the mind anyway so but there is an energy to prayer there is an emotion to prayer that see eh, we need to we need to take serious in our day imagine we we pray more than we look at tiktok we pray more than we do. imagine we can just drop our phones when we are praying and just seeing eh, the place of prayer is a place of encounters the place of see jesus was praying in the month of transfiguration and jesus glistered you don't understand his appearance changed he was praying in the in in in, Mont, in, in, in Gethsemane, he was he was praying, and the Bible says he was his sweat came out like blood. You know, how about so that means we can have supernatural encounters in the place of prayer. But you know why? What limits us today is that when we want to pray, our phone is with us. We are checking time. We are checking TikTok. We are checking Instagram. We are checking Twitter. We are checking Facebook. We are replying messages on WhatsApp as we pray. But you see, imagine we can just drop our phones and plug in into the adventure of prayer and just see. So that means there is a lot that God will want to show us or can do with us in the place of prayer. I remember how I started hearing God very well in my first day. I started hearing God. In, in, I mean, I, I could hear God. Every believer could hear God. But I needed this spectacular encounter. A spectacular encounter in the sense of I wanted to hear something extraordinary. I wanted to be so I wanted to be so keen on the voice. I mean, I didn't know as much as I know. Now I can teach you and say, Oh, do you want witness this and that and that and that? I can teach you everything. Oh, leading of the spirit. As I then I didn't know anything called leading of the spirit, the word witness, all of those things. I didn't know that. So I remembered. I just said, Okay, I'm gonna do it three days fasting and prayer. And I will, I, might, I will make sure that God, I'm not living, I won't stop this fasting and prayer till I hear God. And I fasted that I just prayed for on the third day I heard God clearly. Till today, that experience is still very spectacular to me. And do you know that anytime I'm in the midst of a situation and I want to hear God, I hear that exact voice I heard. That exact voice I heard many years ago. I was very, I was still in high school then, maybe like, maybe GSS3 or something. I was, I was still in high school, very, 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 very young. You know, imagine how much, how much we would. So that shows in the place of prayer, we can have, we can have expressions. We can have groanings. We can have God minister to us. We can have encounters of the God kind. We can have supernatural, you know, we can have supernatural supernatural things happen to us in the place of prayer because you know eh, i showed us in luke 22 verse 44 that jesus was sweating he was he was praying with much body he was sweating he was praying with much body that his spirit could not carry so in the place of prayer we can have wonderful times because we are fellowshipping with god are you seeing it in the place of prayer why would why would moses want to spend 40 days on monsina have you ever wondered what will make a man want to spend 40 days just with God? Do you know what 40 days means? One month and 10 days. And not come down, not this. You know, I heard the story of a preacher 
who said, you know, I heard the story of T.L. Osborne. I read his book last year. I read T.L. Osborne's book. And he said he, he was not seeing a lot of miracles in his own ministries, that he has gone to so many places. He could, he saw miracles. He could, ah, he was now wondering, God, is it that you don't want to use me? This and that and that and that. He told his wife. He said, I'm going to pray. He said, see, um, he said, he said, take the key. Don't open this door and don't, don't, I'm not coming out of this door until I see Jesus, until something changed in my ministry. He just locked himself up and started praying. He just started praying. Jesus appeared to him and showed him certain things about his life and ministry and things about his, and his life. And he came out. He told his wife that, ah, I saw Jesus. His wife said, hey, you saw Jesus. Okay, you to take the key. <laughs> take the key. I'll lock me too. I won't come out too till I see Jesus. She too saw Jesus. All of them started, that's how, that's how their ministry changed. They went, they went to India to preach. Before, before they came back home to pray, they went to India to pray. They failed. They, they call it the field trip of T.L. Osborne in India. He couldn't, he couldn't heal anybody. He couldn't do anything. Everybody chased him away. This and that. He went back to that same India. Ha, yeah. The glory of God filled the whole place. Things happen. So that means a lot happens when we pray. Imagine Saul, Saul of Tartos, the very first thing he did when he just got born again, he just started fasting and praying for three days. Three days and three nights, he just started fasting and praying. Just fasting, fasting and praying. See, I tell you the truth. Many, many of the experiences and the encounters I've had with God were, were in the times and seasons of fasting and praying. That's the truth. That's the truth. That's the truth. I was sharing with you some of you yesterday. I was sharing with some of you yesterday uh, when we were studying receiving the, receiving the supernatural. I told you guys, I said, I saw the Lord Jesus walk up to me in a vision and told me to preach the gospel. I saw it came to me twice. Twice. He told me, I, 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 told you, I told you the second one because I don't want to tell you, that. I won't tell you what he told me in the first one. The second one, he separated me from the crowd, took me to where, I, took me to the ministry where we started and told me, don't forget what I sent you to do. You cannot want to, you cannot be in ministry and not, like, and not have those kind of experience. What, what, what would you, when you are feeling discouraged and people are saying they don't want to come to your church, what will keep you going? Jesus sent me to do what I'm doing. I saw Jesus face to face. He told me to do what I'm doing. So I'm convinced of what I'm doing. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. But it was in the place of fasting and prayer. That's the truth. That season I was fasting and praying. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's, that's the truth. How about we just spend time and just pray? We just spend time and just pray. See, eh? prayer is engaging with God. In his plan and purpose for your life. See, if you don't want to turn out badly as a Christian, pray. See, prayer will chart your course. It will help you go in the right direction. You will see that you will not make mistake in life. I'm telling you. You see that you see that you you are in the right place at the right time. Prayer, prayer. If a man can learn to pray, he will have wonderful encounters with God. Wonderful encounters with God. And see, men of the spirit are men of the night. If you know how to master your night and know how to pray, you know the mouth is, you know, a lot of people think the mouth is for eating. No, the mouth is for speaking God's word and, and feeding on God's word and preaching God's word. That's what the mouth is. It's so our night too. Night is just for rest. It's supposed for us to be alert and just be praying. I tell people, I say, if you really want to fl plunge more in the spirit, be a man of the night. Learn to master your night. I know some of you work early in the morning and all of those things and do everything. I mean, you can replace it. That's fine. But see, there's just something about praying. Praying. Praying all night. Just doing vigils. Just praying. Just praying. Just praying. 
just praying, you will have a wonderful time with God. You will see that you see that you will even be seeing your future and you'll be seeing the pictures of your future and say, okay, this is the next direction to go. Okay, this is the next step to go. Okay, this is the next thing to do. Just by praying. Just by praying. So you learn to pray a lot. And you see, you, I mean, if you have had this thing where um, somebody told you something and the thing just got heavy in your heart. I don't know if you have had that experience before. Somebody told you something. Somebody just shared the story with you or something. And that thing did not leave your heart. Actually, that's a burden in your heart. That's actually God giving you a burden to pray about. You know what God does, right? Because we are believers, He now translates that His emotion to you so that you can now do it in the place of prayer. Because you are, it is men who we pray to see God's thing come to pass. You know, I told you, I said, John Wesley said, It appears that God will do nothing on earth except a man prays. So that's why sometimes your friend will tell you a story, he will just tell you something and you just, ah, the thing will just not leave your heart. You even wake up in the midnight, that thing is still on your heart. Actually, it's a prayer body. See, you can just look at somebody like this, somebody you don't even know from Adam, and you just, some, you just be heavy. You just, your, something within you will just change, like, ah. You, know, you are on your own, normally, you are normal, but you just look at something, or you just look at somebody, and you just say, ah. Something you just see that you just have a discomfort, something. But you know, a lot of us just explain it the way with Netflix. We just go and watch Netflix, don't go by No, actually, that's God drawing your attention. I pray for this person. Just spend time praying for it. I've had God in the last couple of weeks. I've had God just have been putting that in the name of most of my friends who have who have swayed away, who have maybe they're just doing so many things right now. They just they just have just been putting their names there and I've just been praying. I've just been praying. I've just been praying. I know they will come out. They will come out from those things. I know it, because I've been praying. It means God puts their body on me to just be praying for them. And when they now turn out rightly, I'm not going to go and tell them I was praying for you. No, I'll just, I'll just be happy with God. I'll just be happy. Are you getting what I'm saying? So many a times God put those things to, for us just so that we pray. And you see, eh, I one thing that is that is a. Eh, that is lacking in this our generation as i close now is that a lot of people don't a lot of people don't a lot of people don't they are not hungry for the supernatural when i say hungry for the supernatural i mean a lot of people are just hungry for natural things like money and car and visa house a good job a good things that's fine but see how about hungry for supernatural things i remember youth conference 2019 youth conference 2020 it was stipulated to rain we've seen it on the on the weather forecast we've seen it we've said okay it was going to rain it was 100 percent accurate you know when they say 100 percent accurate they've told us they've already told us it was going to rain we started praying you guys remember we started praying it did not rain that day because we know that if it rained, it will affect the meeting. People will not show up that meeting, and we needed we needed that meeting. We just prayed, we just prayed, we just prayed, and we seized the rain. It was the next day. It was as though the rain fell for like two, three days nonstop. It was. It took till the next day till the rain fell, and they told us that Sunday is all represent. In fact, even the weather was already looking cloudy. As a five, I was looking at it like, hey, God, it must not rain. <laughs> hey, God. But we prayed. We prayed. How about, how about things like that? You know, when we were younger, there's so many things 
there's so many things that we used to do. I remember we, there was a time we were gathering people, we were getting to get a fee with the Holy Ghost. And my friend, so he just told me, he said, hey, why? Go and stop the rain. Because their parents, we were young then, and we needed to take a lot of people to their parents back. Or else, their parents would talk to us for, for making them stay late at night. Ah! And if the rain falls, nobody will go home, and then we are in trouble. And then our ministry is in trouble then. Ha! My friend just told me, hey, why? Go and stop the rain. This person, we feel it. I said, eh? Go and do what? Go and do what? And we just, I just said, rain, stop now. And the rain ceased. I said, till the last person get home. I don't know why I added that, but I shall know that. <laughs> I shall know that I added it. So we now started, so Soji was, Soji wanted to test whether it is really God's power or it is not. Or it is just that the rain decided to just stop. So immediately, so, so we now started using phone to trace ourselves. So as the last message just entered like this, the rain started falling. I said, hey, the next Sunday, my walking step changed in church. I said, you know, I'm a man of God. <laughs> you see, you, see, there's nothing you cannot do when you pray. There is nothing. There is no. See, do you know why? Some of you will go for outreach, eh? And you'll be scared to talk to certain people. And you will not be scared to talk to certain people. How many things that happen to you? See, it's because you have not prayed enough. Prayer makes you bold. It makes you dear a lot in the spirit. See, eh? There are times I've. There are times I've. There are times that I would. I would see maybe. Maybe I'm ministering and I, I see like a sickness. I see certain people and I'm like, hey, God, God, should I minister? Should I not minister? Should I not minister? And there will be times I will never mind. So and I and now because of experience, I gauge the time. Ah, I prayed better like this. I prayed better like that. Like, oh, okay. I will be praying more. You know, see, prayer will make you. I will share a lot of things with you guys next week Sunday. Prayer will make you. Prayer will make you more on the edge. Why do you think that men of God they can't do without prayer? Because they know what it does. There's something that prayer does. They sold me. See, eh? I to I've told you guys the story before. In this same city that we are in, Charles Finney came to this same city in the 1800s and he preached and everybody in this Rochester was saved. And it was recorded that if you were going to Walmart in that city, everybody would tell you, praise the Lord. Ah, sister, we did not see you in church, this and that and that. In this same city. Now, me, I like to do research. How did it happen? There was a man, Father Nash. He was in this city months before this guy came. Charles Finney came. And what was he doing? They said he booked a, they said they, they rented the hall and they were just praying. They were praying. They were praying. They used to call it the Rochester Revival, the Rochester New York Revival of Charles Finney of the 1830s. This same city that we're in. As at that time, they were, their population was about 60,000. Then in the 1860s, imagine 60,000 men saved because one man came. How about it? How about it? Now we are just how many, how many thousands more than 60,000? Rochester population is 220,000 right now, as, as at 2022. How about let's see the, another 60,000 save again? Let's even start with that. It will take prayer to do it. See, let me tell you. Why do you think? See, even Jesus could not die and be buried without prayer. That was why it's as though that last minute, he, he prayed like he wanted to die. Because he knew that this work he's about to do does not require mistake. He needed to pray. So how much more? So that's why Jesus told us. He said, men ought to pray and not to faint. Else, you turn out badly. That meaning of faint means you will turn out badly. 
So if you don't pray as a Christian, you will live in sin. If you don't pray as a Christian, you would you will not take you will not understand what it means to to serve Jesus. If you don't pray as a Christian, they will tell you come to church. It doesn't it, it your mind will be so dull. Like what does it what every time church what does it mean? It's because you don't pray. See, if you pray, see even me. See, I was once a wayward child. Let me ask my sister. I was once a wayward child. I was that black sheep of my family. I was that child where you know when they say my parent. I saw my parent argue and say. It's not me that gave birth to this guy. I say me, me that I'm preaching to you. My parents, I saw them argue and say, it's not me that gave birth to this guy. That let him go. Let him leave my family. My father did not talk to me for six months. In fact, my father told me not to preach the gospel again. Now, but guess what? I knew one thing in this life. My mother was praying. My mother was praying. See, I, she, she will tell you, in fact, I was just telling her, I was just, we, we spoke on Saturday, and I was just telling her, oh, we have a meeting Friday. She said, I heard about the meeting yesterday, and all I was just doing was just to be praying. I said, ah, you have not stopped. He said, ah, that's all I know how to do. I said, I'll just pray, I'll just pray. I tell people, I say, see, the reason why I'm in ministry today, preaching the gospel today, my mother prayed. I would have, me, oh, I would have gone. You know where they say gone? I will be the one that is you are you, are, you will be the people reaching me. <laughs> God, and me, I know I knew I was very vast in I'm 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 I, I'm 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 very vast in all this politics, science, um, history, research. I'm sure I would have been veering towards something else by now because I can do research like I ought to. I will be doing research, googling things, reading things, and I like reading. I'm sure I'll have be telling you I'll believe science too. Like. <laughs> I'll probably be saying those things. But I knew. It took, I remember one time when I stole my mother's money when I was much younger. I remember very clearly. She said, ah, this thing is the devil. She, this is how she said it. She said, ah. She, after she finished flogging me, she now sat down. She flogged me, flogged me, flogged me. You know when they say flog me? She flogged me naked. She tied me on rope. She tied me on a tree. She said, you. She went to grind pepper. That's when I knew that they can pop a pair of people. She went to grind. She said, I will pity you because I will not pity you. She, she, after she got a paper, she tried the paper and said, I will pity you because this one, this paper that I will pour on you, it, it will not still change you. You are any a goat. She said, but let me flog you very well. She flog. Ah! You know when they say they flog you like a lamb ready to be slaughtered. When, as they are flogging you, I just thinking, Lord, accept my spirit. <laughs> she flog me. But after she finished, she sat me down and said, This is it. She, it was as though her eyes of understanding are lighted. In my mind, I was like, Why, is it not, why was it not a lighting before the flogging? <laughs> she just said, I believe this is the devil. This is how she said. She said, It seems as though God has a glorious plan for you that the devil is trying to thwart now. She said, And I will not agree for him. That's what my mother said. She said, I will not agree for the devil. She now took me to church, fasting and prayer. She said, I will pray like I want to mad. That's what she told me. She said, I will pray. I see, guys, I'm a preacher today. I would have turned out badly too. But somebody prayed for me. Are you getting what I'm saying? Somebody prayed for me. How about a super... So, you know, my mother now, if, she's, if, she's, if she wants to give up in this life, she will remember her son and say, ah, uh -uh, I prayed for that guy. And he said, she is a preacher today. How about that supernatural experience in the place of prayer? How about that? How about, how about things like that? You know, how about things like that? I told you about my friend that I lost. Imagine, imagine I have prayed. Just imagine I have prayed. Do you know that she might probably be in Rochester today, in our church today? Do you know? I mean, this was somebody who knows Greek. 
if I was, if I'm saying Greek, she grew up in Greece. She's in. She has. She was. She had um, three nationalities. She's in Nigeria. She's a Greek. She's um, so if I, she, she's um, an American. I used to tell her. I said, so if I'm using Greek, what she said, no, that's not how to pronounce it. Where well. this is it. I said, ah, who is the preacher? They say, I'm just explaining to you. He said, I'm a Greek person. Let me explain this thing properly. I said, ah, so I'm not saying you are teaching me. So I said, this is how to pronounce it. Pronounce it like this. Ah. And the devil took her. Ah, I told the devil, I said, you took this one from me. I will take one million from you. That's the truth. And I'm still on that target. One million. Just to rescue that, my friend. One million. Why I'm happy is that I know she's in heaven. Because she got saved through me. I know that. But see, I told the devil, I said, this one you have taken, one million. I will, I will empty your camp. One million. And, see, and I'm saying it I'm saying it publicly because I know this on record. I'm saying it again so that the devil will hear it. One million souls for that one that was lost. And I trust God. It's going to happen. In a few years to come, you will see it. It's going to happen. This city, ah, it's for Jesus. Because we will not stop praying. This city, we will not stop praying. We know what God has told us for this city. We will not stop praying. Are you getting me? So how about that? How about that for you? How about you just having a supernatural time of prayer in your own house and just pray? How about we just pray? Just hold somebody beside you. Just be seated and just, what do we want to do? We just want to fellowship. Does that make sense? We just want to fellowship with God. Hold somebody's hands and let's just, let's just pray. Let's, let's just pray. Let's, let's just pray. Let's just pray. Let's just pray.